You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's time to talk Sixers. Simmons off balance and an incredible bank shot is good. Here on the broadcast, the official podcast of Sixers.com. Embiid drives down the lane. He goes in and slams it. Oh, man, what a play by Embiid. Now, here's today's episode. And it is another Friday edition of the broadcast. Brian Seltzer welcoming you in, saying hello, and thanking you once again for checking out the pod. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to sit down with the one, the only, the it is great to have him back in a 76ers uniform, Ursan Ilyasova. And that talk is coming up in just a matter of moments, plus a little bit of personal news on this side to share. Nothing big, nothing too major, but uh, some personal news to share a little bit later on in the podcast as well after we talk with Ursan. But to get to some reminders, you can listen to the podcast on a regular basis and you don't have to put in much effort at all to do so if you subscribe to our feed you can accomplish that by going to itunes google play or stitcher and typing in sixers podcast network Uh, you can also visit our soundcloud page at soundcloud.com backslash sixers ursan Ilyasova had a terrific 53 game stint with the 76ers last year, a part of that big January that created so much promise for the Sixers back in 2017, was sent to Atlanta at the 2017 trade deadline. He was recently waived by Atlanta a couple weeks back, and the 76ers able to pick him up for the stretch run. Ursan, welcome back. Great to see you around in these parts. Thank you, man. In the back of your mind, was there always hope for a potential return, reuniting with the 76ers? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, obviously, the last year, uh, kind of, you know, being part of this team, and uh, obviously the goals was kind of different than it's right now. Uh, but I think we played really well, and, and I felt even last year was kind of uh, this team going through something great. Uh, you know, it's all about just add some, you know, right pieces, doing the stretch, and, 
I mean, I was really kind of really, we'll say, disappointed when I was being traded, but it's it's part of the business, I guess. Uh, you know, I have another chance to come back, and even you know, when you look at the team, it's 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 even Ben Simmons is back. You know, I didn't play with him last year, but he's improved a lot, and the, the way he plays, just he doesn't play like a rookie, but he played at a high level. And I mean, it's this team is really talented, and you know, I, I'm really appreciated, really great to be part of it. Can you describe just how different the vibe is around the team right now, as you just said? Because obviously, I mean, it always has seemed like a team that has been coached by Brett Brown has gotten along and the guys' spirits have always been up. And that was the case last year when you were here. But what is so different about this team right now? How is the field different? Uh, I mean, you can you can even tell by, you know, by, by everybody. It's kind of different look on the eyes and it's more spark, you know. I think that the biggest thing, and even not just this team, like any team in NBA, it's when you win. This is the you know we work for because we work hard, you know, to get win the games. Not just it's it's it sucks to lose the games, you know, and, and especially go through the season like when you kind of try to do, but it doesn't work your way. But you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of put everything up there that you know can succeed. And I think uh, even with Coach Brown, like he been on the both sides, kind of you know the thing on the floor and. And a losing team, and now in a winning team. So it's it's why when you're on a winning team, you appreciate even more kind of what you're doing. So, and I think it's really important, and, and everybody understands that in the locker room too. So, and, and I think that our goal is not just being in the playoffs, and I can I can everybody realize it now. So it's it's more just be be part of the playoff, and you know make a you know a run in there. It really is crazy the way things are in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, you take a team like. Indiana, which has had a great year, but you guys are separated by only a couple games where in four weeks from now when the regular season ends, spots could be reversed, things could be flipped, who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the time of the season when kind of, you know, each game going to uh, have in own meaning. Uh, obviously, if you lose, you're kind of close to the being out of the playoff. If you win, you move, you know, uh, even farther, you know, grab the best seat or you can possible can and, you know, just get home court advantage. I think this is the uh, main priority right now. Uh, I mean, just not thinking about that, but thinking about, like, ourselves, the way we play and try to win the game. Like you said, you know, East Conference, we'll look at it, it's, you know, between, you know, second seat and eighth seat is just three games or four games. It's not big, especially with 15 games left. Uh, I've been in kind of this situation before with Milwaukee, you know, five years ago. We was, like, it was everybody close to each other. It's, it was, like, you know, our last game against Indiana. So, it's like for, in order to us to make, you know, fifth spot, we have to win. In order to them make it playoffs, they have to win. They have to beat us. So it's like, you know, I think like it's kind of a similar situation and it's going to be go until last game, you know. So we have to kind of, all those 15 games, we have to, you know, kind of separate from each other and just, you know, try to go game, game, game and we'll see what's going to happen, you know, things going to dictate for us. You've been through this before, as you said, but how do you think some of the younger guys are handling going about this stretch run? In the time that you've been here, guys like Ben or Joel Embiid or Dario Saric, who, you know, they're guys who have done a lot, in terms of a relatively brief period of time, but they haven't been in the thick of a playoff race before. How are they handling it? I think this is the kind of thing that's come with experience. Uh, I mean, when you go, it's going to be a lot of emotions and stuff. Uh, but, you know, you always have to see the bigger picture of it. You know, and obviously, I mean, you know, nobody, you know, can tell us that we're going to win all those 15 games. You know, obviously, it's going to be up and downs, you know. But I think the main thing for us is, is a team. We have to kind of focus on ourselves, you know, and, we know what we have, you know. We know what we got, you know. We know, you know, what we have to do to win in order to win the games. Uh, uh, and some people just always like, you know, in the media talk about easy schedule, kind of some stuff. But 
I mean, I don't see this way. It's never was kind of in you know, a case for anybody. But you know, obviously, when you last game against Brooklyn, you know, we did fight. You know, so nobody gonna give us that win. So we have to, you know, come up with a lot of energy and focus, and you know, just try to get a win from them. Not just you know expect somebody to give us. About that easy stretch of the schedule thing. I mean, try traveling in the stretch that you guys just had. I mean, the team's only been home. Up until that game against Brooklyn, I think it was, I tried to go back and count, like for parts of 16 out of 19 days after the All-Star break, and I know that you weren't here for all of them, but yeah. really when the travel accumulates like that, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is the part of the NBA. Uh, I think this has come with, you know, experience, like I said before, but, you know, and when you look at it, you know, it's, uh, it's we honestly, it's, it's up to us, you know, uh, just stay healthy, stay focused, you know, and play our game. Did you think that you guys were pretty close last January, going back to last season, that stretch when it seemed like Joel was healthy and clicking right before he got injured and before the trade deadline came around? Did you think you had stumbled upon something? Yeah, of course. Like, even last year, you know, like nobody expects from us what we would achieve, I will guess. And, uh, I mean, we started playing really well, and you know, we tried to kind of know each other better. I think this is, the, you know, the good good teams do. Like, you know, they keep uh, same guys around as far as just as long as they can because – the thing is, it's, it's about you know the chemistry you build inside you know in the club, and I think the chemistry was right, and you know it's all about finding the right pieces. Uh, I think it's you know like Joe and me said, it's a process, you know, and obviously it's gonna uh, work well, and as far as just you know be in the right time, be the right situation, and hopefully it's gonna pay off. What do you think it is about your skill set, what you bring to the table that fits so well here? Uh, all I try to do is just play hard, you know, and obviously we, we get a lot of guys who can score, you know, it's it, and it's not a big thing, it's for me, but, you know, try to, you know, make open shots, you know, create spacing for other guys, and obviously Ben, you know, and Joe and the floor, uh, you know, Ben is really great as far as just see the floor, push the ball, and, you know, you, you'll be even better, you know, 100%, and uh, Joe just, you know, I played with him last year. I know what to expect from him. You know, expect from me, from me, and uh, kind of you know give him just you know that spacing opportunity to create his own shot. Can you believe that someone who has played basketball for as relatively little period of time as Joel has is doing what he's doing? No, he's, he's a beast down there. You know, and obviously great talent. Uh, I think his main 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 step next forward is gonna be just you know uh, play the same play way you play and. Obviously, I think the biggest thing is for us going to be in the playoffs because, you know, team's going to study him, you know, and uh, he kind of just have to uh, bring his game for the next L as, well, as far as just, you know, and uh, make everybody even better. You know, he I think he's capable of, you know, sometimes when bringing double team, just see the open guy, which he does. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be really good. I mean, he's already good, but he's going to be even great. I have no idea how many questions we can get out of the subject of taking charges, but I do want to talk to you about the art of taking a charge. Talk to me about it. Explain it. What is your approach in those situations? Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it's art, but it's, I mean, it's you kind of willing to and not willing to give that, you know, hit, first hit. It's it's painful, you know, be honestly, but... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like the way I think, and, you know, like uh, everybody kind of set different defensively, you know, sometimes have somebody have quick feet, somebody have, you know, ability to, you know, block the shots. Uh, I think this is my thing, and, you know, just be in the right place at the right time in front of the guy. Uh, and in the most least time in the situation, it's just kind of know who you play against, you know, kind of uh, what is the strength, uh, like left, right, and, you know, the first step, he try to go left or right, and, I mean, the hardest thing is get you know those offensive fouls against point guards because I mean they're really quick and 
you know they're using the euro step now it's just you know sometimes you out of situation and you know you get you know blocking foul and stuff but it's like i said it's uh, i'm not gonna say it's talent it's just more like a be focused and you know catch the first step before you get somewhere so do you study guys as a game is going along especially if you haven't seen certain players before do you watch some film that sort of thing yeah yeah of course we do we we, we go through the whole personnel you know who you play against but it's not like on a daily basis you know obviously we play those same guys you know during the season you already know who expect we, we, who you play against so and I mean, one season as far as go, you just no more, no more. Can you pinpoint a part in your career? Because I was going back and looking through some of the year-by-year stats. I mean, especially the last three or four seasons, you've been right up there amongst the league leaders. Last season, you led the league. So, was there a specific period when this became more part of your game, or you tried to incorporate it into everything that you do? Um, it's not like I really focused, you know, every game to come up and get some charges, but... Was it just like you know, after a while, hey, yeah, this is something just, I'm good at? Yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes it's happened of the rhythm of the game, and uh, and the thing is I noticed, you know, sometimes when you get those charges, you know, in the right time, and right time on the clock, and, you know, it can change the rhythm of the game. Uh, obviously, if somebody having a foul trouble, you know, just be in the right place and, you know, get a you know, charge drawn. Um, you know, it's it, when you look at you know close games, especially in the situation we are. It's it's every position gonna be kind of you know really important. So, and you know, when you look at it, you know sometimes the end of the game, it's you know it's all depends on one ball. So if you get an extra possession, it's always plus. And it's always it seems like a huge momentum type play for something that's seemingly so small that might not show up in a box score. It always seems to come with big momentum. Yeah, I mean, the last one I remember when we played against Brooklyn that uh, the Russell he just tried to, you know, go to the rim and he actually scored, but he got offensive foul. So it's basically you get two points away and, you know, fouled on them. I mean, those players, like I said, you know, they change the rhythm and, you know, it give you advantage and, you know, just move forward in the fourth quarter. The one against Malik Monk in Charlotte, that did not seem like it was very pleasant. No, man, it's, you know, my chin, you know, split up a little bit, you know, it was, it was bleeding, but it wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, like I said, this is the thing when you're willing to, you know, put your body, you know, and it, sometimes it happens, but, you know, he been worst, you know, hit by LeBron in a full speed, you know, end up being in the, you know, fourth seed role when, you know, fans were sitting. I mean, you know, sometimes, like I said, it's it's momentum. I never kind of think about if I see, I will do it. In all seriousness, is that a point of pride as far as your game? I mean, it's a sign of toughness that you can stand in there. Do you take pride in it? Yeah, of course. You know, like I said, you know, everybody has something, you know, on the on their skills of mine defensively. Uh, it's like I said, I always try to stay in front of the guy. It's you know, and especially you know when you look at this this type of games in NBA right now, everybody play fast and small, so you have to be able to bring something, you know, kind of extra uh, to be able to guard those guys. Was there ever a coach or another player that told a younger Ersan Ilyasova, hey, you might want to position your body like this or get your feet set like that? No, like, you know, the thing is actually nobody teach me how to do it. Like, really? Yeah, for <laughs> example, like, I mean, when I, when I was drafted, you know, and obviously it was a long time ago, 2005, and you know, it's it's why uh, my core rookie was Andrew Bogut. You know, he was really good at it too. Uh, so we kind of we just pick it up. You know, he the way he play, and you now I just learn from him a little bit, and you know, kind of just carry on. All right, on to a couple other quick things. Are you aware of your nickname within the 76ers fan base? No, it's it's constantly changing. Like I can't even. The professional. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard this one. Yeah. That seems like a fitting nickname, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's cool. You know, like. 
professionally. Uh, I, I will take this. Business-like, very methodical, you know, yeah, go out there. Always, always on time, you know, <laughs> being the right spot. How much have you found over the course of your career that the little things like that do matter? Because it's, you know, we're talking after a shoot-around today, and now I'm taking up more of your time. It's a couple hours before a game. But you're one of the last guys in there putting up shots. Like I said, you know, you just have to you have to live the moment, you know. And obviously, me being in the league for this long time, and uh, you have to enjoy. Uh, it's, it's always great time, you know. And like I said, you know, be part of something great and and play for Philadelphia 76ers. It's even bigger, you know. Obviously, our fans. I mean, you. I really enjoy it, you know. I enjoyed last year. Uh, the fans is great. They will kind of appreciate what you do on the floor. I mean, they really follow it, you know. Because I've been in some teams that kind of struggle with it, you know. And, it wasn't it wasn't fun there but you know here is way different and you kind of have to live every moment you know obviously in order you know to improve yourself you have to kind of put the old extra work you know just stay up there and get extra shots tell me about Dario Sharch and what you've seen from him now reuniting with him it seems like uh, and guilty's charge like you almost take for granted his consistency and just how steady he's been over the course of this year where has he made the biggest leaps uh, I mean, he played great and uh, obviously improved a lot, you know. I think this year he kind of, you know, bring his game to the next level. Uh, he, you know, he I think he really consistent with us, you know. He understand the game, obviously the IQ, the high level, you know, start making shots. You know, I think he was a little struggling last year, but now he's improved, you know, that shot. And I think it's for him next step is going to be more like a creative kind of thing for the others, you know. And, I think he's really capable, kind of in everything. So, offensively, defensively, and he's he's reading really well the game situation stuff. You know, he will be really even better. Is he one of the more? I'm sure everyone's an enjoyable person on the team to be around. But is he one of the most enjoyable of the more enjoyable people to be around, Dario? Yeah, yeah of course. You know, and uh, I mean, all those. You know, being I play with him and. Uh, overseas, you know, against him and obviously with the national team. Didn't know them much, but, you know, I played him when he was really young, I think 16 or 17. So, yeah, even... Another then, FS guy like yourself? No, he played for Croatian national team. I played for Turkey. So, we kind of, you know, meet each other when we play some tournament, you know, and uh, obviously he was guarding me. I didn't know much about him, though, so, and I was kind of go hard on him, you know, and we, we, we it's... But, you know, this is life, you know, at the end of the day, we're in the same team, you know. When we remember those moments, you know, we go through it. Uh, like I said, it's, it's really, it's not just only him, it's like whole locker room kind of guys, you know. We, we have a lot of kind of European and all over the world country guys, you know. So it's, it it's brings some different unique to it. You know, obviously everybody brings something else from their culture and you, you, even, you kind of learn every day something. Does it even feel different anymore to be an international player in the NBA, especially on this team? There's seven of you non-American-born players. It almost feels like it's the new norm in some way. Yeah, this is the beauty of NBA. You know, when you look at it, it's it's all over. It's, it's a global game. Uh, it doesn't kind of you know just stick with Americans players, but you know, obviously, it's a lot of great Europeans pl- players come. You know, from overseas. He wasn't you know big den in the back but now I think it's more even more like really good players coming in you know so and uh, and they're really competitive like when you look at the draft you know it's it, it's always in the top five it's was European guys so I think it's it's, it's kind of give you more courage and cru- like encouragement you know for those guys even overseas just you know keep the hopes up you know work on the game and dream come true I mean obviously for them it's to make an NBA it's I think a little bit more harder than guys who play here in college and 
because you kind of have to go through the, a lot of stuff just you know kind of change you know go to from one country to another learn uh, learn the language you know and all everything come with it and you know it's it's the beauty of NBA you know when you look at it I know you uh, did not play for Turkey at Eurobasket this past summer but a guy who seemed to just do good things every time he was out there was Furkan. Have you followed him over the course of his career? What's the relationship you have with Furkan? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was with us with the national team when I was three years ago, but he didn't make the team. Obviously, he was 16 or 17 back then. You know, now now he's improving a lot. You know, I do talk to him a lot, kind of try to help him out, navigate himself during the, you know, the routine kind of thing and you know what the expectations are how we should kind of approach those certain things because like when i put myself in his situation which i was then obviously his his language was much better than mine so you know, when, when i came it's you know i knew just a couple of words it's hi hello you know eat something like that but you know it was tough for me and you know the, the other thing is like everybody kind of when i was drafted they like you know they was expecting me to speak English like it was like when I asked me do you speak English I said no and they're like oh how come you know it's, it's okay you know I'm from different country you know we do speak Turkish you know and, <laughs> you know it's it was tough um, but in his case he doing really well he just adjusts really well and you know, like I said and me being here I try to help him as far as I can and you know just understand the game and, and it's not just the game it's all you know outside the court as well. We're almost done. In some ways, do you think being traded as frequently as you have been over the course of the last two-plus seasons, is that in some ways complementary of what you provide as a player? Because you've always been in need. Teams have always wanted you. I'm sure the issues associated with moving around, especially with a family, can't be easy. But do you view it in a different type of way and how it could be somewhat complementary? Man, that's a tough question, man. It's like, you know, yes and no. But, you know, like when you get traded, obviously when your team, when you go to it, they, they really want you, you know. But when you're coming from it, they're like, oh, they don't want me no more. So kind of, you know, it's raised, you know, both questions. But at the end of the day, you know, this is the, the what we do. Uh, obviously, this is the way NBA kind of set up, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you kind of, you know, put the pieces together for the team and, you know, obviously the management and coaches, they see something else kind of not working that way. That's why they make changes. So it's, it's why I always look at this way and it's not never personal. Uh, it's more like a business related and you just kind of, you know, uh, focus what you do best, you know, and just try to control what you can control. And, you know, those things obviously you don't, you know, and, if you get traded and you go to a team, new team, you have to kind of go through the whole thing, that process again, and just you know, kind of reboot yourself and you know, give it hundred even, hundred ten percent even more because, like it's it's toughest you know when you start with the team with the training camp and kind of be part of the team and after you know, uh, trading deadline. So it's you have to pick up really quick because it's not a lot of games left to, you know, be kind of learning and you know to be part of it so it's it's tough but you know it's manageable um i know this situation is a little bit different because you've been here before but right after a trade is made especially it could be an in-season situation or whether it's a buyout release wave that sort of thing like it was this time around what happens then logistically from a life standpoint i know some guys sometimes stay in hotels for extended periods of time others find houses what do you do Man, like you know, last like you said, two and a half years changing, be changing six, six, seven teams. You know, I, I get really pro with it. You know, just find the right place and you know, and just move. You know, I always travel light, not not much. You know, uh, bags I will say, max it's two, three. So, 
you know, just ship my car, you know, let's <laughs> get, you know, the, the standard procedure. Uh, and, you know, I think this, the best thing is my wife, you know, she, the way she handle everything, she is like on point, you know, and because the, the thing is with the, with the apartment, the finding place to live, it's, it's hard to me to do in the same way, just in kind of play and, you know, overthink everything. So she's, she's really step up and, you know, the, she's like a professional, you know, professional traveler, you know, she know, like where I go, find the place and, you know, ship stuff in there. And when I just, you know, arrive to this city, it's everything ready. So. It's always great, but I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's tough, but you know, manageable. One professional marries another professional. Yeah, kind of. We find each other. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Ersan, thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Great to have the chance to catch up with Ersan Ilyasova. So good to see him back in a Sixers uniform. Terrific fit, obviously, and a great presence in the locker room. Sharing his wisdom on everything from nicknames to the art of drawing charges and other things in between. As for that little tease at the top of the podcast, hopefully you have not been waiting with any type of bated breath whatsoever regarding personal news on this end. Going to be taking a brief hiatus from the podcast over the next couple days, maybe a few weeks, trying to get some things settled on the home front the wife is due just about any day to bring some new incoming arrivals into this world, not one but two. So, yeah, the uh, podcasting zone inside the Seltzer household, we would not want to fill it with massive amounts of squeals and yells and newborns screaming and crying and all that stuff. So uh, going to take a couple days, uh, maybe a week or two, to... Uh, get things sorted out on the home front, and then probably right around the time the calendar flips from March to April, uh, the hope is to be back at it and rolling on here. But Devon Givens, Tom McGinnis, a handful of people will keep the pods a-coming while uh, I'm out. So that's that. Hope you enjoyed the chat with Ursan. Thanks to him for taking a few minutes to talk. Thank you, as always, for listening, and talk to you soon here on the broadcast. See ya. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.